You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am your host, Sarah J, and I am super duper excited to have you here. I will not even tell you guys what time it is because it is not my normal 9 a.m., 7 a.m., Saturday morning while I'm preparing this because, as promised, I have someone super special, near and dear, close to my heart, featuring on um, the podcast to get into some really amazing topics. But let me stop talking and let me allow her to personally introduce herself. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Adaya Bell, and I am the founder of a company called Llama Mama Company, where we... um, just serve moms really at the end of the day. And um, I started the business back in 2018 and it has been a roller coaster ride ever since. Okay. So I know we're going to get into the roller coaster of it all. And um, I st- when you said roller coaster, I started to say, tell me about that. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we have a flow. <laughs> um, so we're going to follow that flow. So um, my first question to you, and the Shameless community always wants to know this. Um, as you know, you are my second feature, second feature of many to come. And um, hopefully we can continue to communicate um, on the podcast in future seasons to come. But they already know why I'm shameless, rejection and abandonment, okay? But we want to know, <laughs> um, why are you shameless or what makes you shameless? Like, what are the things that make you shameless? I mean, I've always been a straight shooter. <laughs> and, like, yes. when I was younger, <laughs> and when I was younger, I kind of feel like it was um, condemned in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be saying that, you know. But everybody will have these conversations behind closed doors and then doesn't say anything up front and I've always been like I want to say confrontational but I'm cool with saying what I have to say and having the dialogue so I've always been and I'm cool with it so I mean I feel like I'm 100% real deal if you ask me I'm gonna tell you but I'm also real with myself yes. you know what I mean I'm like okay die, you tripping yeah. <laughs> like you were out of line you were out of pocket you need to go apologize and I've learned definitely more as I've gotten older, is to give myself more grace mm-hmm. because when you can be like that and you don't have grace, you become prideful and arrogant. Absolutely. So, so that is first and foremost, let me tell you, I'm the complete opposite on that. So I agree with you. And I wish I was always a straight shooter in the household. I wasn't because I straight shot and I got shot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I said, sis don't need to be speaking out of turn because there was always a violent act to follow. So um, what that created for me was passivity. And um, even mm. in my late 20s and going into my 30s, I, I have to literally, Adaya, I literally have to say, no, Sarah, go be an adult and ask that question because that's what grown bill paying women do. And I and literally I had mm-hmm. to force myself versus I know, like you said, for you, it's not a problem. Like, look, your breast thing, bro, your breast thing. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I wish. I, I'm going to continue to pray on that. Okay, well. For those who still, you know, I'll be like, you need some you gum, need some- like, would you like a piece of gum? <laughs> but my thing was more image. So, like, my family was very image based. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandfather was a pastor. My uncle owned a big church. So, like, you always had to, like, be this thing, you know, like, oh, don't say that. Don't act like that. Don't do that. And so, when I got old enough, 16, Six what? Grown. what? <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> I, I 
pay my cell phone bill and you won't talk to me like that. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. You know, I pop in the mouth. Hello. But, you know. <laughs> well, that, okay, that is good. And listen, let me just say to the shameless community if you are still struggling in passivity, coach yourself through it. And for those who out here just outright blunt, dial it back a bit. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> okay. Save your save teeth. Your te- save your teeth. Save your eyes, because folks is black and eyes these days. Okay, um, let's let's go ahead and roll into what this topic brings, because, like I said, I have been itching for seven o'clock to roll around for you and I to get here on this podcast. So now that we are here, I don't want to. I don't want to wait another minute. So, y'all, the topic is entrepreneurship. Look, see, I'm even messing it up. Entrepreneurship pre and post COVID. Um, so we're going to dive into this and you guys, please know we're not just going to sit on the surface. We're going to take layers and layers of this and peel this back because the deeper you go, the better you become. So Adaya, my first question for you, um, is prior to COVID, what did your business look like and how did you even know you had a business? So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I like dibbled and dabbled in a couple of things. And like, I just felt like I was doing, like I was burning, burning rubber and just not going anywhere. So I remember one night crying on the couch and I was like, Lord, you know what I mean? Like, if this is what you want me to do, if you don't want me to own a business, like I give it to you. And I just cried and cried and cried. Fast forward to my first pregnancy and I'm sleeping on the couch and he wakes me up and has me write down Llama Mama Company and gives me like this vision of a logo. So I write it down fast forward another year and he's like you need to have the company up and running by november 1st wow and i'm like what are you talking about so my company actually started as a drop shipping company um for baby clothes and drop shipping is just like you're the middleman you know the middleman for the product and it goes straight to the customer from the manufacturer and um and then from there it went to the mommy bags and then it just kind of like just took off like I I was in shock at how popular oh let me not say I was in shock because I saw the bag and God was like that's it and I was like all right like cool and I mean he carried me the whole way so pre-COVID it was nice but post-COVID it was better yes yes okay and okay so <clears throat> when you said you always enjoyed you always wanted to do entrepreneurship I think we kind of got to speak to that a little bit for a moment because and you know we got further questions but when we when you say always knew you wanted to do entrepreneurship was it that you just knew corporate America or working for someone else wasn't something that you could see yourself doing for an extended period of time like I don't know till retirement when I was younger, my dad always had us like go to Sam's Club, get Twizzlers. You can sell the candy after church and right. make more money. And I kind of, but I would eat my candy <laughs> and whatnot. So, <laughs> but he's always gone from like business to business mm. to business. Like he's always business hop. And that was one thing when I started my business, I knew I didn't mm. want to do. I was like, okay, you're not going to get anywhere if you keep hopscotching from Absolutely. one thing to the next. So it was always kind of like ingrained in my DNA. And it was actually when I got my first corporate job. I have to look at people's salaries, mm-hmm. right? So I'm looking at people's salaries and stuff, and I'm like, you're 50, 60 years old, and you're capped off mm-hmm. at $50,000. And, like, you're good. I was like, this mm-hmm. can't be life. Like, this can't be – like, there's no way that this is God's right. best Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. So funny, funny inserts. Um, corporate America, the concept, 
just and when I think of corporate America, I think of the what's written in the handbook and then I think of what's not said. And you can get fired for what's not said and you're going to keep your job as long as you do what's in the handbook. And the what's not said part was just based on whoever was in leadership at that time. And I found that to be quite yep. fickle. I said, my God, I don't see if I, I can't see myself constantly trying to nurture a relationship to try to see what's going to tick them off and what's going to, and then they leave. And then I got to go redo this again. And also the, um, the, the, the silent rules of thumbs for me, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's a rule of thumb. I'm like, well, is it in the handbook? So that's when I knew, that's <laughs> when I knew that corporate America and Sarah didn't have a healthy working relationship. I knew that I could do what I needed to do to get to where I can do what I want to do. But retirement at anyone's company, I knew for a fact wasn't for me. So Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for all. sharing that, because I think a lot of times, like, you know, as we'll further talk about, I'm sure um, there are misconceptions of what entrepreneurship is. Um, so next question. Um, during COVID, what did you discover about yourself in entrepreneurship um, and what did you discover about your customer? So during COVID, I really had like a come to Jesus mm-hmm. meeting um, with myself, uh, I really had to hone in on, like, what I'm doing. <laughs> like, what am I doing? What direction is my business going in? Like, how how am I going to make this something? Because when I tell you I was working so hard, mind you, still doing full-time right. ministry, still working a full nine-to-five. I'm a, I'm a mom. I had a young baby. I started my company when Bailey was four months a wife, my husband still wants to spend time with me. And I'm like, don't you understand? I'm trying to make right. some money. Do you want to eat? Do you, you know? want to eat? Like, <laughs> are, you are you hungry? Okay. Did you, you want me to fire up the stove right. with what water? <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat? Yeah. Repeat it so one I was just going to say what, um, during COVID, what did you discover, discover about yourself and entrepreneurship and your customers? Yeah, I really, yeah, I really had to, I had to, I had to use my time more wisely um, because Bailey couldn't go to school. So I had to figure out like how I was going to take care of her and run my business. And then with my customer, I realized they'll pay for Absolutely. convenience. Absolutely. So, okay. So I got a funny story um, because you kind of speak to the convenience part and you said convenience. I didn't know you was going to say convenience, but because you said convenience now I want to tell the story and it's short, but um, I live where I live now. Let's just say um, things like urgency isn't, it's, it's not a thing. It's like, I'll get to you when I get to you. And if that's not today, then that's your loss. You should be grateful that I'm working today. You know, I mean, it's a pandemic. You should be grateful. Um, so I go through drive-thrus every so often and I like to get munchkins, right? I like, and I know everyone's like, what's the munchkins? Munchkins are at Dunkin' Donuts. They're little donut balls and they make you feel a little bit more comfortable with yourself because you're not eating the whole donut, but you can get 10 of them. And it feels like you only have one, even though I'm sure there's more calories. So at this particular time, I went through the drive-thru. And I asked for munchkins. I said, can I get, um, you know, three chocolate munchkins, two of such and such? And they were like, well, we only have chocolate. I said, well, let me get three and let get a cup of coffee. And they wanted to fight me, Adaya, tooth and nail, to force me to buy five chocolate munchkins. Mm. And I said, well, if you guys had did your job, if you did your job, you'd have the variety that I wanted. And then I would have ordered 10 munchkins so let me tell you how the inconvenient 
part kicked in. I had to go and do Christian apologetics over munchkins for 30 minutes and let them know that you do not inconvenience the customer and then still charge them. You know, and so when you say convenience, I learned in entrepreneurship, even in business, I will buy a compact mirror with pearls on it for $40 because one, I think it's cute. Two, it's convenient and they and it's readily available. And then three, the price point doesn't matter anymore. Right. You know, you can know time Time is money. Time is time is money. People will spend their money if if you you save them time. Every, every single every time, time, right? So in that moment, I ended up getting 10 munchkins and a cup of coffee for free, but at the expense of my time, though, because what? That's 45 minutes later. So I love that you even considered that because I think that I know. I think that's a big shift that we're seeing, seeing after COVID is this concept of um, a little bit of a, you should be glad that I'm here. You know, you should be mm. glad that I'm here. It's a pandemic. Um, I have to wear this mask. I could sit on unemployment. You should be glad that I'm here. So any service that I give you, you should be grateful for that, even if it's not the service that you're paying for. Yeah. My, my, my. <laughs> um, mm, yes, indeed. It's so funny that you say that. I was having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody like that, and um, I was telling them, I didn't really advertise myself as a Black-owned business because of that. Because to me... When people see that it's a mm-hmm. Black-owned business, traditionally, I'm probably going to get some pushback on this, but the Black people would yep. do that. Like, they'll be like, you better mm-hmm. be grateful I'm even here. And it's like, you know, there's not, a, there's no grace. You know, you want a response in 12 hours. Sephora didn't mm-hmm. email you back at all. And, you know, I don't know if it's like a homegirl type of thing or what, but it's just like, I get so much, I don't know, like, yeah. Anger, anger, envy. I don't know what it is, but there's such a battle when I have to deal with other black customers that I didn't even want to put myself out there as black, not Mm -hmm. because I'm ashamed of it, but because that wasn't what I was trying to fight at the time because of that mentality. It's like, well, you know, I could cancel Mm -hmm. you and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to support your business and Mm -hmm. I don't even have to be here. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, ma'am, like, Mm -hmm. give me 20 minutes. Just just a second. As if they've done you a favor, right? Um, as if yeah. they, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, both of us are entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs, and I too have experienced, um, even with, I mean, let me tell you the mass chain business, it started in just as something I did for my girlfriends, like, Hey, let me just get this to you guys. And it was like, no, continue to push this. And that's just not the only piece of it. There's going to be more to come. And, um, I had a, a girlfriend contact me. And was like, hey, like, um, what are you doing for this to inviting me to a birthday? And I was like, oh, well, have you thought about these as party favorites? And I was just suggesting as something that she could do later. And then she's like, oh, really? And she's like, well, I think I saw something about that on your page. I said, oh, well, I do them too. And she's like, well, I want two customs. And when she said two customs, I went ahead and told her the price. And I, I, I lied to you not. She agreed. I went out and when you do custom, that means I have to spend my money up front to go and get it. Right. And because I'm mm-hmm. new to the business, mm-hmm. I haven't really established wholesale. So now I'm spending full cash. Mm-hmm. I'm paying $6 for five beads. Right. And I make these. And then she replies, she's not impressed, but that was your idea concept. Oh yeah. Oh, that, Oh yeah. Not impressed. Now, 
2020 was unimpressive. Now you cannot say my work is on that level. <laughs> like, um, but that was what your that was your idea. That's the whole thing of a custom because I had seven items available that you could have chosen from, but you decided you wanted custom, and so that's where you come up with your own creation, and then you allow me to work with what you want. And you're unimpressed with yourself. So that's who you're, (laughs) you know, naturally, right? Like, it's not me, sis, look in the mirror. So, so then I um, said, okay, well, let me, let me do what I would have done. And then I can just drop the price. I'm going to eat the 40 bucks I spent on these beads, right? Mm. I'm going to eat that and let me do this. And, um, you know, let me send you what I would do. And she was like, well, can I make payment plans? How much was the necklace here? Um, $15 each. A payment? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. She wants to make payment plans. Mm-hmm. And so I said, um, what, it, can you, what? And she's like, well, can you put it through the, the thing? Can you put it through the, the website? Because if you put it through the website, then I can make payment plans. And I'm like, okay, well, I've already bought the product. She's like, okay, well, maybe I can give you 20 for the product, but maybe I don't really need a match chain anymore. And I'm like, okay. And then she was like, okay, well, maybe I'll get that when I said it's okay. Like, and I had to be okay without me being at a $40 hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, the concept of, yes, I do want to support my friends. I do want to support my, um, the black owned businesses, but at what benefit, you know, like at what benefit? That's the, I think that's a good question to ask. Like at what benefit? Like, cause this is hurting me. You supporting is hurting me. Yeah. And honestly, like, I really, I, I think the black community, like when they rally, they rally. And I will say it's probably just like a few bad apples that spoil mm-hmm. the bunch. But at the same time, um, I, I kind of think like nobody can correct the black community. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for you to say anything. Cause it's like, okay, well, you don't want white people to say nothing. You don't want black right. people to say nothing. Cause then you like bringing down the right, culture, right. you know what I mean? So it's like, we're just like <laughs> renegade, you know, when it comes to correction and how to, how to proper, like business, like, what is it? There should be, like, business etiquette mm-hmm. on support. Like, mm-hmm. an etiquette class on supporting yes. businesses. Yes. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like that would be a good YouTube video or something just just so we could be on the same playing field. And it's not like I'm trying to be disrespectful as a business owner. But, you know, I want to appreciate you and value as a customer. But it makes it yeah. harder. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I can edit it. Go ahead. But. Okay, cool. But I was saying, um, I think there should be like etiquette on supporting businesses because I think like they just, I don't want to say don't know how to act, but it just seems like there's two different standards for white businesses when it comes to black customers and black businesses when it comes to black customers. And I think it should be the same. Okay, so let's speak a little bit to that. I know we're kind of segueing from the questions, but let's speak a little bit to that because I think that has, I think there's history on that, right? You remember growing up, we were taught and I'm not, and you know, we've lived in the South. You're currently still in the South. I'm in the Midwest. We were taught in order to be average, like in order to just be average, you must out compete your competition. Like I remember Mm -hmm. being um, in school at Kell. I remember going to school at Chalker, predominantly white schools. And my, my father said, you have to be 10 times better just to be okay in their eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think the pressure from an African-American supporting another African-American is the thought process is like, you know better. 
you need to, mm. you know, like, you know, you need to be 10 times better. And the only way mm-hmm. I can test you to make sure you're 10 times better is to put you through the ringer. But at, again, the mm-hmm. question comes, but at what cost? Like, mm-hmm. like you, you want to dismantle my business because of an email that didn't get re- replied to in the time frame that you desired it to get replied to. And so you dismantle my business and now, now you've done the complete opposite. You've worked against the movement. The movement was support black yeah. businesses, make room for yeah. black entrepreneurs to make and create generational wealth. You have now took that, ripped the whole pa- pa- piece of paper up, <laughs> stomped on it. And now we're back trying to figure out where Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks is because that's how far you're taking us back. I mean, because when you do it and now any other black person who rallies on it and then you give the white party to say, well, see, I told you so. And now it started from one person to a community that just doesn't like it. And so I I find that to be, um, you know... I, I, I don't even have an advice tip on that, but I know for the client that I dealt with, um, I just ate the 40 bucks, prayed about it, and I hadn't said yeah. anything else about it. And this 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 particular oh. person actually did something that was actually even, I guess, was like even more of a, let me show you, but, the, but because I didn't, but let me show you what I did. She took the picture of the very um, mass chain that she originally wanted before she wanted to go a custom and then shouted it out on Instagram. Uh, as if that's going to recruit my 40 bucks, you know? Yeah, I understand. I mean, that's just a part of the game when it comes to entrepreneurship. I've had people, because my product is expensive, they will buy the bag, take a picture of it on Instagram, do a chargeback. So I lose the money, I lose the product, and I get a penalty fee. You know what I'm saying? So I I understand. (laughs) Thank you for the shout out. Yeah, right. Thank you. Could you could you take the charge back back? Like, can I get a refund? Can you can get I my do, money back? Can I, or the product? Send, can you can I get send the product back? Listen, can you send a packaging back? Because the packaging costs, right? Can you just send it back? The label, the label, the label the costs. You know, cut out the embroidery. The, the embroidery, like all of these things, all of these things equate dollars. And in that moment, I kept thinking, like, the money that I spent to gas my car, right? The money that the time that I spent walking mm-hmm. through, the the time that I spent measuring out, you know, the lengths, the the beating that I took, you know, the fact that I missed one of my shows which is fine I love the sacrifice because I love what I do just to say to be told it's I'm not impressed and then not to Mm -hmm. say well let me pay for material costs so then I had to say Sarah when you do customs your customs are paid for up front period Mm -hmm. right and and how do I like I can talk about her all day I can complain about that experience but for me it's like okay but Sarah what did you do you were on the phone Mm -hmm. casual conversation happened to promote your business and this person wasn't fully 1000% serious about what they wanted. You could have then drew a line and said, Hey, listen, like, look, check out the website, check out what you really want. And then let me know. But then you also could have said, okay, now that you know what you want, this is the cost upfront right now. Oh yeah. When I stopped being afraid of losing money, that's when I started making it. I love that. You know what I mean? Because I would discount my product, discount my product. Oh, it's too expensive. I can go get a cricket machine and a Walmart bag and make it myself. And it's like, okay, well, let me drop right. the price. 
they and they still didn't buy it. So it's like, okay, you can't afford yeah. it regardless. So for me to keep discounting my product for somebody who isn't my customer, yes. you know what I mean? Like I, I said, I'm not doing that. I anymore. think that was the key point right that. there. That isn't our customer, right? That and it's okay yeah. if our customer is not our customer. Um Right, yeah, right like, now. You know what I mean? Like people aspire to buy Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. they aspire to buy an iPhone. Yes. You know what I mean? And they'll save up for it. And eventually if you if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. But it doesn't mean I have to lower my Absolutely. cost for you because you're not gonna get it right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Anyway. I love that. And that just brought up another question, but I definitely wanna go to this one and we'll circle back to that one. Um mm-hmm. so we all know when we start a business, the first thing we do is create a social media page. Like we create all our social <laughs> medias, right? Um, and yeah. I know just living in the South for the amount of time that I've lived and I know you've lived there for the amount of time you lived, it is not uncommon for us to have two jobs, two hustles and do hair on, um, on a back patio, you know? Um, <laughs> but I feel like with all of social media, there are a lot of entrepreneurs. Do you feel that entrepreneurship has become some more about the trends and being able to say that that's what they are doing rather it being about the business and servicing the customer? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because I think that it's gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is how I made a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days mm. and all that kind of stuff. So people will, you know, say that they're badandbougieboutique.com and have tights and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff. But like, you don't, the grind doesn't, I, I don't think people understand the grind yeah. that it takes. And when stuff doesn't take off or they don't go, go viral or like it doesn't happen in a year or two years or three, six yes. months, then all of a sudden it's like, I don't, I don't want to yes. do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they like the title of entrepreneurship without the work ethic Absolutely. of it. And then that's when you start, you're trying to be two different people. You're trying to be a, a broke mm-hmm. boss. <laughs> like just, you know what I'm saying? Like be, be humble, sit back, like show your struggles. Like I'm trying, I'm working, I'm doing this and that, but everybody wants to floss. Like, you know what I mean? You get one payout on Shopify cause you had a good day and now you're taking money with cash in your hand on yes. Instagram. Talking about <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Like, oh, no, no, no. Pull up that screenshot of your bank account. That's negative right now. And and, and they penalty you because you withdrew that money that wasn't even yours. But um, it's funny that you say that, right? Because when I think of entrepreneurship, I, like you said, selling candy, I was the candy lady when I was 12. And unfortunately for me, I didn't eat my candy. I, um, (laughs) I sold my candy, right? And I had contracts with my teachers like, listen, before the bell rings, I got to go and set up shop. I'll bring you a candy bar um, so that you not, you know, whatever, whatever. And the students knew Sarah J was walking out, you know, just five minutes before I make it to my locker. I was at Campbell, Campbell Middle stand up. Um, I, I looked at the market, which AKA was the vending machines. <laughs> and I priced myself a little bit higher. I priced myself um 10 cent higher, mainly because of convenience. Like you said, saving time. Mm. Right? I'm a, and then I looked at what they did have. And then I, I created a yep. whole business off of that. And my locker didn't have books. I said, I don't need no book. Okay. It got candy in it though. Okay. <laughs> and I had double locks on mine because if you break into mine, you got my inventory. Oh my right? God. <laughs> and so then you transition that into um, 
you know, later times. And just like you said, like entrepreneurship, unfortunately, um, was somewhere mining this business in the dictionary, like around 2015, right? Like it was business, oh, yeah. man. You were a businessman. But now with the, the glorifying of words, you know, oh, entrepreneurship yeah. is now this glamorous thing. It's this, it's this glitzy thing that you just do and you do it effortlessly. I was in Taiwan working on my business, you know, and, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's just oh, a yeah. photo, but I think the nitty gritty of it is, you know, for me, I've been writing since I was 12 and I don't have mm-hmm. a book deal, but that's still me. I'm still working. Right. Um, doing this podcast. Yep. We're in three seasons. Like I don't have not one paid sponsor, but that's still not one. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's still, but it's still it's going still going. Right. Because yes. I don't do. And I think this is the heart of it. Because you always should ask people in their mission. I think that's why people did mission statements. Why do you do the business that you do? Why are you an entrepreneur? Why why do you do business? Why? Oh, that- yeah. Because people are in business to make money. They're not in it to serve. And my thing is, like, says the love of money is the root Absolutely. of all evil. You will always be chasing money. I don't right. chase money. Money, money comes to me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But it comes to me because I serve other people. Like, I'm not worried about money. If I don't make a dollar off my business mm-hmm. today, it wouldn't stop me from making sure that my customers have what Absolutely. they need. I even tell them about other, like, I have a hospital bag that mm-hmm. I sell. I tell them about other companies that have hospital bags. I know my bag is yeah. expensive, but I want to make sure that you have what Absolutely. you need. So regardless if you get it from me or not, I don't, that's not my, that's not Absolutely. my business because God's going to take care of me regardless. regardless. So I, I'm not chasing money. People's mission statement is I right. chase money. And it, and it, but it, it <laughs> shows, but you know, it's interesting that you say that because it shows in, um, the transaction of business. Meaning mm-hmm. you're, you, you follow up with me, you're all kind to me, and then we do business, and then you don't no longer, not no follow-up emails, you, there's no newsletter, there's no nothing, right? It's just like, you mm-hmm. just took my money, closed your hand, and you walked away, and now I'm stuck with this product, I can't call and ask, I can't follow up, and oh you know, it, and it's not good business, you know? So that's when I'd like to say some people are entrepreneurs, and then you have some people who are businessmen or businesswomen. And businessmen and businesswomen, the difference is they take a model and they replicate and follow. Entrepreneurship takes creativity, ingenuity, and innovation. Meaning what worked mm-hmm. for one customer and how you communicated with them may not always be the same form, but that takes com- creativity, to see that, right? You know, businessman is going to say, nope, we, we buy this day. We only ship on this day. We only this, this is the entrepreneur side. It's like, okay, well, I know this person has a bridal party to go to. And I know I typically don't ship on oh, yeah. any other day, but Saturdays, but because they place their order and I know there's an urgency for it. And then I'm mindful of the holidays are coming up. I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice a little bit more of my time because this is about me servicing. Oh, that, yes. You know, and those unique. Oh, yes. You know, uh, entrepreneurship, you to be a bad word you know what i'm saying it was like you know people that like you know did mixtapes it's like you're an entrepreneur like do you not work do you not have like a real job so it's funny that you were like you know just throw stuff at you right. like you had a gas station like buy my mixtape buy my mixtape and my thing is with entrepreneurship right it can go one of two ways. You can either sell your mixtape and end up like master p and have a record label or you can sell your mixtape mm-hmm. and be like everybody else is selling their mixtapes like where are they you know what i'm saying right, like, say, well, whose names right where they at? <laughs> we don't know their names and i think entrepreneurship <laughs> it's the same way name. like it could be great but you got to grind you got to keep dishing them out when people throw them back and you find them on the ground stepped on you know what i mean like you got to keep going but people mm-hmm. quit they give up they like they like the look of entrepreneurship yeah. 
I agree. I, the look, I, let me tell you, I used to could say if, if I could buy the look and live in it, honey, I would work hard to go get it too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is the look is for the moment. The look is just exactly that. It's the look, you know, um, yeah. I know you and I both are going to get off of, um, of recording and we're going to go back to the, the grind of it. And that's, you know, thinking of ways to be creative, um, <clears throat> innovative, you know, seeking new ways to serve our customer and then allowing them to, you know, be a part of that purchase, oh, yeah. you know, be a part of that, share with a friend. It's nothing like a satisfied customer. So yeah, that, it's one of the, it's one ooh. of the most toxic relationships I've ever had in my life. I've always oh, said that goodness. it's so <laughs> toxic and just like flat out disrespectful you know what I mean (laughs) you do one thing and it's supposed to work and it works and then it just stops working and you gotta Mm -hmm. like rethink and try to do it again and it does you right and you come back and you're in love again and then it beats you in the face like it's Uh so toxic but it's like an addiction like I just love it I love like problem solving and figuring out how to make my customers happy what do they like what do they don't like and in the end it 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 does pay off but you know you got it's toxic (laughs) it it it, listen let me tell you it's toxic but it's the toxicity that actually isn't killing you right like it's the it's the toxicity that actually feeds you to get up and do it again right like when you just got knocked down it ain't that i hit tina in the face and yeah i said right (laughs) because (laughs) sis got up way more times than i ever could honey i would have stayed down and then had to roll on out but this type of toxicity of you know that like you said that addiction like to be told that it's unimpressive and then for me to still get up and say, you know what, we're going to do some more. And that, that that comment, that moment does not define it. And I think that also speaks a lot to the drive and the grind that it takes in entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like um, weightlifting. I, I think maybe that's a better term. You know, like you're trying to max out and you get it and mm-hmm. you keep trying and you keep failing. But when you hit it, you're like, what's up? But right, right. you just, you know, you hype. You're like, I did it. And then you want to try to increase your weight again, like get your weight up. And every time you get your weight up, you're like, oh, I want to I get that feeling again. Yes. Yes. Which is the epitome of an addiction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So let's roll into the next question, because I think this one is going to um, blow our listeners minds, honestly, um, because I don't think we really talk about um, this sector. Right. And how wounds and healing can impact. So. Um, since this podcast is all about being shameless, I have to ask if you have noticed um, past wounds or areas that haven't been healed impact your business. Yes. So when I was younger, like I said, my dad, like um, hopped from business to business. He was never um, like a corporate guy. Like he always, you know, kind of worked for himself, had his own schedule and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I but like I said, I knew that's something I couldn't do. I couldn't just hop from business to business. But my dad also was not good with money either. So right. when I owned my business, I realized like I wasn't good with money. It was like I was robbing Peter to pay Paul to stay afloat. Right. I maxed out a credit card. My husband lost his job. I'm trying to figure out like we have a baby. We just got a house. He just got a car, you know, but what my I don't, I'm not financially literate. Like I'm not good. Yeah. I'm getting sales. That's not the problem. So it's like, how do I solve? this problem and right. with, because shame will say you shouldn't tell anybody just get another credit card max it out you know well, keep taking money from your business to pay the bills for the house even though your regular job should be paying for it you know go buy clothes go eat out you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just like not being financially disciplined in it because i was one never taught and two mm-hmm. didn't know like you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So that was just one of them. In order to combat that, I ended up getting my uncle as a partner mm-hmm. um, to handle the money. Oh, that's because smart. it holds me accountable. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Because I'll keep taking from the PayPal account to pay my house. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But we can't the buy inventory. Is there, the money's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we can't buy inventory. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I need to remove myself from the equation until I'm strong enough. And my my dad stole. He's he mm. stole a lot. And mm. I was a thief as well in my own business. Like I'm robbing right. for myself. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I can't even right. grow my business because I'm stealing. So right. Um, I definitely had to like deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you'll steal when it's small, you'll steal when it's big. So oh, yes. Oh yeah. I had, I had to deal with that. Adaya, that is actually big because I actually have experienced it on a different side, but now you've got me thinking I need to go look at that as well because um, I am notorious um, me and money are, we have a, um, now we have a toxic relationship. Okay. That's who <laughs> me and me and money have a toxic relationship. And this is the same, this is the same woman who, when she got a refund check, that text notification came in from school. I got up from my class. I walked out my class. I walked to my car and I went and shopped. Why? Because I felt like I deserved a, a moment yeah, of happiness. A treat. I, I deserved a treat. A treat reward. yourself. A reward. a reward. Every payday. Every payday. <laughs> I need to treat yourself, sis, right? Like, and I am learning now, like, okay, sis, like, you like treat yourself like every day. Like, and how are you going to maximize your profits? Because it's supposed to be a profit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you maximize that if, like you said, if I'm stealing from myself to do other things with the money from myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I admire you for even being honest in that aspect. I was going to say, for me, any woman that resembled my mom with, their relationship with men, if they're related, women who are in relationship with men and the relationship looked anything like what my mom's and her husband's looked like, I didn't want to sell to them. Mm. Um, I did not know. God, no. Oh, no. Because it, then I would say, well, I'll, I mean, it ain't like you're going to take care of it. I already know what you're going to do. With mm. it, right. You all you're going to do is when when he needs some, you, you're going to forget about the whole part, you know, that type of replay. Right. Um, I wouldn't do business with women like that. Wow. Um, I wouldn't do brunch, lunch, dinner. Like there was no, I, I can't even take advice from me because I've already seen this narrative being played out for, you know, 12, 13, 14 plus years. Right. So what are you about to tell me that I already don't know? Mm-hmm. So that was how. And so when I look back, that was money on the table. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just money left on the table, like l- like literal pockets with holes in it, and money just sliding through because I didn't heal those wounds, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And so for me now, that is something I'm currently even working on because why I'm a woman, and guess who our audience is? <laughs> Women, exactly. <laughs> and it's counterproductive for me because any woman who is like, girl, you know, my man, he threatened to leave me. I'm about to go. I'm about to go reduce myself for him to see me more. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, nope, <laughs> automatically. And it's like that's a customer, Sarah. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 money on the table. And I'm like, nah, because if she going uh-uh, like automatically. So and that's another thing I had to do. I went to a trade show one time. Right. And uh-huh. um, this all these other people came up and this 
And I didn't get any sales this day except from these one couple who looked like they didn't have nothing. I mean, oh. <laughs> nothing. And they paid with card and got their products and dip. But I'm just saying, it's like, God, I say God will use the foolish to confound the wise. Not saying that they're foolish, but he confounded me because I'm over here oh, thinking yeah. that, like, they can't afford my bags. Like, these bags almost $200. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, But no, nah, they bought right. it, and they bought two. And I was like, good God. See? I, had to, See? I had to repent. I had to repent to that one. I was like, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, you, but you can see how the concept of, well, if this person walked out the house looking like nothing, clearly they can't afford it. And that type of that training, that thought, yes. that unhealed area that in order for me to be taken seriously or order for me to be somebody, I have to walk out the house and look like. Oh, somebody. yeah, because you yeah, see, because that's how I was raised. It was like you are somebody yeah. and because you look like you look like this. So you're somebody. And I had to unlearn right. that. I don't have had yes. to unlearn and strip that image away from Adaya. That's not right. you. Like, who are you? Do you even know? Because you've had to be this yeah. thing for other people for so long, you don't even know. And then you've been in survival mode since you were twelve. Mm. So that's mm. why you're stealing because you don't think you're gonna have it, or you're always trying to prepare mm. for when it's gone. And God is trying to give mm -hmm. you abundance, but you can't even handle the abundance because you're so used to lack. For our shameless community, and they are on the fence of to to entrepreneurship or to not. If you had three quick tips. Yeah, so when it comes to entrepreneurship, what did I, I had written something down really quick. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay, Yeah. so one of my things is you got to invest in yourself. <laughs> Number one, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? If you pay for a $20 course, you're going to have a $20 return. One of um, the courses I paid for was $5,000 and it got me back. 40 grand mm. you know what I mean so you get what you mm. pay for you know what I mean mm -hmm. you can be at YouTube university university or for so long but at the end of the day like if you're really trying to go hard for your business definitely um invest in it the second thing a lot of people focus on social media like how can I grow my following fast and all that good stuff the best way to grow your following fast is to go where people already are Instagram is pretty much set you know what I mean their algorithm's pretty solid or whatever so my suggestion would be to go to tiktok create stuff and then send them to your instagram you know what i mean instead of trying to go to instagram mm -hmm. and, and pull people to that go to where people are already are participate in some of the challenges throw in your own content to make it make sense and then like if you guys want more follow me on my instagram put your instagram stuff on there doesn't that you know what i mean absolutely Work smarter i love that not harder mm -hmm. right and my not last harder. thing is like People deal with fear. A lot of people don't start businesses because they they fear failure. And my thing is, you can either have guaranteed sadness or possible happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I rather take mm -hmm. the chance of the possibility mm -hmm. of it working out. Because my biggest fear mm -hmm. is to mm -hmm. be like some of the people I see in my life. My biggest fear is to be my coworkers at yes. sixty five and sitting at this desk. Absolutely. So every Hello. day I'm yes, looking at me. my worst nightmare. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. Yes. So I'd rather have the possibility of happiness yes. than guaranteed sadness. All right, guys, we are back with the next segment of the podcast. This is the segment where we speak about the shameless 
but ugly truth. And um, this is when um, we both just talk about it and it could be something we've already healed in an area we've healed in. It could be something we've just gained revelation on, but basically anytime something um, shameless weighs on the heart, when you speak about it, it kind of lifts it up. And um, the toxicity of shame and being absolutely shameless is to not beat yourself up about it. It's okay to feel a bit guilty about it and then recover and move on. But shaming yourself about it is um, a continual cycle and it leads to deception and all different kinds of things. So that is why we wanted to put this um, segment into the podcast. So Adaya, do you have a shameless, ugly truth that you would like to speak about? Yeah, so this um, year, I would say probably starting in like November-ish, like end of October, I was like, I need to figure out what's going on. One of my uh, relatives literally had a crisis and was sent mm-hmm. to a mental institution for a couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, let me, I need to handle myself because I don't want to end up, you know, in that situation. And so I, dis- yeah. I discovered that I deal with deception and deceit, mm. but not mm. in the kind of like, you know, plotting against people. I deal with self-deception. And I really yeah. had to unpack, like, what does that mean? It's like, okay, you really think of yourself higher than you ought. Um, but it's false humility. You know what I mean? But you try to be humble. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really mm-hmm. had to sit yeah. there and unpack why why I am that way and why I do that. You know what I mean? Because honestly, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when I am in survival mode and I make it through, it's like I stick my chest out and I'm like, yeah, I did it. So you didn't get me down. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, right, right. Where is I going to take you? You know what I mean? At some point, you really need to unpack all of this stuff that you think you are, all of this stuff that you think you are to people, why you do things for, Mm -hmm. you know, your family, because you really want to be able to be that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That thing for them. Mm -hmm. And everybody answers Mm -hmm. when I call, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. I just really had to sit back and like unpack and try to find my own identity because I didn't realize I didn't even have one because mm-hmm. I was surviving mm-hmm. and trying to take care of my brothers, mm-hmm. you know, went to school, got married. Like I haven't had time. And my husband's even right. said, he's like, you don't laugh. Like you don't do all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know what's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Right. right. So I definitely dealt with like right. self, self-deception for sure. Wow. So, Okay. I have one too. Um, And it's crazy how you said something that kind of speaks a little to what um, mine is. Mine is, um, so moving here, I thought it was 1000% about my Mm. father. Okay. I thought it was 1000% about my father. I got a two bedroom apartment. I furnished the apartment, um, you know, with, with two beds and um, my father stayed the first four days, um, literally cracked my reality of what a relationship with my father really looked like. And then I realized I wasn't here for my father. I was here for myself. And that the scary part was the very thing that you just said was, I don't know Sarah outside of sheltering my mm-hmm. family, helping my sister, um, being this girl, being this woman with the most degrees, mm-hmm. the most certificates, the most well-spoken, the most on time, the glue of the family. Yes. I did not know who to be. 
And I had so many different dreams and aspects and different visions. Like I've always been a creative person. If you've ever visited my house, anybody will tell you it's creative in the bad boy. Like it gets funky. Like it gets fun. Like I've always um, read and wrote and all these different things. But I started packing those things away because I knew I didn't have time for Sarah's happiness. I had time for everybody else's like needs. Okay, so-and-so is in jail. Go get them out. Okay, so-and-so need this mm-hmm. money. Go get that. Oh, so-and-so need this. Oh, so-and-so's kids need. Oh, and so I, my shameless truth, the shameless and very ugly truth was, is and was, I was addicted to the Oh, come on now. I, yeah. Yes. Addicted. Addicted to it. Addicted to so being the pillar. Yes. Come on, Sarah. Being the pillar. Yes. yes. I was addicted to it. I was addicted. I got some type of something every time something went wrong and it didn't involve me, but they needed me. me. Yep. And Sarah is going to solve it. You know, I was, ad- and I didn't, and this is the sad part about it. Didn't I didn't know even it. know I was addicted. I didn't even know. I yes. thought I was actually exhausted with it, Adaya. I thought the better I got at it and the more I helped, the the more they would see that they have somebody in their corner, but then they would light, lighten up. Like, I thought they'd get exhausted with Are we this, the same person? Right? Like, exactly. Uh, yes. I, I, literally, that is my shameless truth. I, I am addicted, like Moses and the Bible, to people coming to me with their problems and me feeling an obligation and a sense of pride that they come oh, to yeah. me. They could call anybody else in the world, Ayala and Jesus themselves, but they come to me and I felt honored with their birth. And then I felt better about myself to be able to tell them, okay, so this is what you need to do. That is so amazing. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that yeah. because I'm always praying for my family to get saved. He's like, they can't get saved because you think that you're their God. Mm-hmm. I said, oh. yeah, yes, indeed. <clears throat> yes, indeed. You, okay, you are God. You are you literally are God. So, you know, this year, and I le- I saw it firsthand, and I, you'll be the first person to know it in podcast community, shameless community. You guys can know it too. The first, the biggest thing that I have done, and when I say God has shown me this, and every relationship, family-wise, has been severed to the core, mm. like there's nothing else, is, and Sarah, you do nothing. You do nothing. And that, and, and let me tell you, I have never in my life had a hard time ever in my life doing nothing. Like, you do nothing. When you see the post, you do nothing. When you get the phone call, you do nothing. When you see, when you see, you do nothing. You don't, you don't reply. You don't speak. You do nothing. Because even when you do, you get that sense of mm-hmm. pride popping up because you think you're solving something, Right. And you don't got nothing to do with this. And and even if you don't, but then you go talk about it so much, you're feeding it. So you do nothing. Mm. That's your. And so in this season, and that's my shameless, ugly truth is that that addiction to being that person and dismantling that and then rebuilding that with go do something Sarah likes. Mm. Go find out what Sarah loves. Go celebrate. Celebrating. Sarah. Go. Yes celebrate Sarah go mass change you just you enjoyed that that brought you so much joy Sarah you I give you grace in your business with it 
oh, Sarah, you said you wanted to do a 5K run and you want to train for it. I give you grace in it because it, you did 30 years for the mm. I, you 30 years, sis. I'm going to give you grace for the rest of your life. And I want you to do you. Don't be mad if they can't show up to the wedding. You better not be mad if they can't, if they can't come to the baby shower. You better not be mad if they can't sit front row at the, because we take that mentality of when I come up, everybody oh, coming yeah. too. You know, and God is like, listen, I want you to be okay with the fact that you're about to do this by yourself and you are no longer the help. You have been fired. You have been released without unemployment. You are released. It's done. And that's it. So that's mine. That addiction (sighs) to being that person. That's mine. That was so good. All right, guys, we are back for the third and final segment, which happens to be actually my favorite segment of the um, podcast, just because I'm a woman. Our our feature guest is a woman. And um, this is the portion of the podcast where we name our woman of the week. This woman is either winning in parenthood, singleness, marriage, entrepreneurship, business and or workplace. And um, Adaya, Mm -hmm. founder and and owner of Llama Mama Company is going to do us the honor of presenting us with one. So drum roll, please. (laughs) Yeah. So my woman of the week is um, my mother. You know, I've really been diving into understanding honor. So I'm going to honor her with my woman of the week because of all that she embodies and the strength that she showed, you know, because, you know, when you're a child, you see stuff happen, you know, and you don't put two and two mm-hmm. together. But when you become adult and you look back on it, it's like, you did what? And you yes, stayed indeed. and you, huh? And you didn't have no money. Like, I like all hats off. Like, it's, I'm in awe, disbelief and amazement. And if I could just be like a percentage of the woman that she is, like, I'm good. Yeah, that's. That's amazing. So, you know, I have to ask because we may have within the shameless community, some women who would like to follow her. Does your mother have a platform that we can find? Absolutely not. (laughs) No. Okay. That was a good good try. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, though. Okay. Well, let me hit you with a better one. On the, in the shameless community, we may have some people who may have resonated with what you oh, wow. have to say about entrepreneurship and and maybe looking for more tips and um, want to better themselves or may even want to shop with you. Um, keep the nonsense to a minimum, <laughs> okay? If y'all start <laughs> minimum, okay? Um, so tell us where, where you can be found. Tell us your information. Yeah, so nine. on Instagram, my handle is Danny underscore XO. And that's A-D-I-Y-A-H-D-A-N-I underscore X-O. And uh, my business is Llama Mama Company, L-L-A-M-A. Mama spelled a little different. It's M-O-M-M-A and then company. And um, it's the same for Instagram and Facebook. I'm not Mm -hmm. really on Twitter like that. I'm not a tweeter. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's where you can find me. Right. So you guys... um... I just want to thank you guys for joining us on the Sincerely Shameless podcast. Do you want to send us off? Go ahead and send us off. Oh, just send us off. I know. Oh, well, thank you for tuning in to Sincerely Shameless. This is Sarah J and Adia Bell. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week. Sarah will be back next week with some more Shameless for you. Thanks for joining.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can lies. In all things relentless, shameless, truthful, we are becoming. If you would like to feature yourself for the Woman of the Week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit She So with Two O's Shameless. See you next week.